Welcome back to the Corona Cup Battle of the Bands. Today is May 17th. It is a Sunday, and we have finally reached the Sweet 16 here. Uh, we've been doing this since late March. It's now late May, and we have finally reached the point in time in which any of this matters, in that same illusory sense in which anything matters. So in the contest today, we on the one hand, we have our number one overall seed, Abbey Road from the Beatles in the year 1969. Abbey Road defeated Electric Ladyland from Jimi Hendrix in the first round and Hotel California from the Eagles in the second round. Uh, both of them, I believe, by clean sweeps to reach this point. The opponent is Paranoid from Black Sabbath in the year 1970. Uh, Black Sabbath defeated Billy Joel's The Stranger in a close first round overtime. And in the second round, Sabbath defeated Aretha Franklin and Lady Soul. So those are the albums today. Emma and Leanne are with me here on the call. Uh, what'd you all think? Third time through on these albums. Honestly, I'm, I'm just mad about these two being matched up because they're two albums that I'm very eager to out from the bracket at this point. Really? Um, I, yeah, I, I really am. Like, I know you're bitter one, about one, Paranoid, but... Well, one less so than the other, but both of them, like, last time, remember, with Abbey Road, we were all kind of, or at least you and I were kind of holding our noses and voting for Abbey Road, because we really did like um, Hotel California, but I think I was even a little bit less okay with it than you were, because I was talking about how mad the second half of it made me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like... I was I was really hoping because yeah with with paranoid the first time it was a travesty that it won the second time it was up against something that it was pretty damn easy for it to win against so these were two albums that both of them I wasn't super excited about by this point anyway so I'm kind of I'm kind of mad they're up against each other because I I wanted to get rid of them both. Mm -hmm. Leanne, what do you think? Um. Both albums are equally weird, but on different ends of the weird spectrum. One is dark weird, and one is just high-energy weird. Sure. Um, and I enjoy yeah. both of them for that reason. Fair enough. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I am uh, getting a little bit burned out on both of these at this point. I... You know, I, it occurred to me as we were putting this whole project together that, like, you know, if we're going to keep matching these albums off through a bracket, you know, eventually you'll hear the same album several times. I thought, well, that's kind of a bummer. But then I thought, well, now, wait a minute. If the album's really that great, it's going to stand the test of time and it's going to hold up over multiple listens. Um, I feel like each time you hear an album, maybe you get a little bit more in tune to the, the flaws of it. Um Anyway, we'll we'll go ahead and and pick these apart. Let's start with Black Sabbath. Um, Emma, what do you think? Um, still has some good stuff on it. Still, just my my main problem with it is not that it's like a bad album or something. It's just it's not my thing, and it never has been, and it probably never will be. Like there are things on it that I can appreciate, but it's it's never going to be something that I seek out. I'm never going to, you know, go looking for another Black Sabbath album. It's just, it's not, it's not what I'm into. But, um, 
you know, yeah, by, by this time, by the third time around, I really, really don't have anything new to say about it, really. Like, War Pigs is still fine until Ozzy starts singing. Ozzy Osbourne still has a very uh, polarizing, shall we say, voice that I'm not really a fan of. It, it works better some places than others, but I think it kind of uh, definitely is a detriment to War Pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Iron Man is still... I, I'd call Iron Man my favorite. I don't know if that's really true or if it's just the one that I know the best, um, and that's probably not going to change. So that's just the one I pay the most attention to because I know it, um, as well as, you know, Paranoid. I know that one too, but not quite as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jack, Jack the Stripper is still funny. It's, again, like, it's just, it's the same shit as been the last two times, and. You know, it's it's fine. I I understand why people like it. I bow to the fact that it is a good album, even if it shouldn't be here. And and it's just like it's it's fine. It's I don't hate it. I just I, I don't love it. Mm-hmm. Well, fair enough. Uh, Leanne, you are uh, probably the most in tune to this type of music on the show, uh, at least of those of us here today. So what do you have to say about Paranoid? Um, I will admit that while I do love alternative music, I've never been very highly into Ozzy until recent, like, last couple months with the release of his new album, Ordinary Man. But I really appreciate this album, especially its stance against war and the government. I really appreciate Um. War Pigs was my first Ozzy song I ever heard, and I heard they played it at my old job, and I could never really hear it because we had a terrible PA system. So I went and was set up on my own and really enjoyed the song. Uh, Paranoid, I did not recognize by the name, but I know the song. Um, there's not a whole lot new I could say about this album. Uh, Iron Man is just like War Pigs Part Two, just has the same feel to it. Um, rat salad, I appreciate the title and it cracks me up. It's just a very amusing mental image. Yeah. Yeah, yes. they're good for um, There is where boots I really like. It's sort of militant sounding, which I think is supposed to sort of connect to Supposedly the song's about Ozzy and the band getting into a fight with a couple Marines at a bar. Hmm. So. Interesting. Apparently that's what I've heard, but there's probably dozens of different stories because Ozzy probably doesn't even remember what happened. Right. The, the, but I the like sheer the fact, The sheer fact that Ozzy Osbourne is still alive is um, beyond Here. all comprehension. Um, yeah. Thoughts overall, Leanne? Uh, I really enjoy the album. It's just for the first time going through and talking about it, I can't really come up with anything too terribly new or exciting to bring up about it. Yeah. I, uh, I do have a little bit of my own that's new, but it's more a matter of my experience listening to this than it is much of the album itself. Um, I woke up this morning... You know, I I knew I had a decently busy day, didn't have a whole lot of uh, time to sit down and consume this, so I woke up at 8.30 this morning and put on a Black Sabbath album, 
Um, unless you really are a morning person and you really want to get up and just kick a hippie's ass as soon as you wake up in the morning and, and you know, spit in the gutter and drink a beer and crash it through a window of a rundown bar and raise all manner of hell and cause riots in the street first thing in the a.m. Unless you're that guy, Black Sabbath when you wake up is not what you do. Um, anyway, I uh, that that's what I did this morning. Um, although I didn't do any of those other things. Um, anyhow, you know... You didn't kick your own ass? No, can't say I did. Um, yeah, well, that's fine. Um, my ass respects me. Um, War Pigs is, uh, is you know, excellent song, always has been. Um, Paranoid's fine, kind of gets a little bit tired. Planet Caravan, I've complained about every time. It's weird, it's out of place, it's needlessly psychedelic on an album that doesn't need it to be psychedelic. Um, Iron Man, yeah, cool. Um, I heard that song on the radio a couple weeks ago, or whenever, sometime since we last covered this album, and the, the, the jockey comes back on, he says, that's uh, Black Sabbath's Iron Man, you know, a, a respectable, relatable story about a man from outer space getting trapped in an explosion and turning to solid iron, and returning to the planet Earth to warn mankind of their impending doom, you know. Just a, a real coming-of-age story. Um, That's never happened to you? No, uh-uh. So, uh, anyway, that's uh, that's that. Um, Electric Funeral has been one of my favorite breakout tracks of this tournament, and I'm still, like, even that doesn't do it for me early in the morning. It's It's got a good riff. It's still a good song, but... And then... Um, Hand of Doom, Rat Salad, Fairies Wear Boots, all ran together pretty significantly for me here. Um, not a problem I had prior with this album, but just, I guess, the state of mind I was in and the general musical uniformity of those songs lends itself to that kind of a problem, I think. So, you know, very solid uh, early metal, proto-metal album, but... Uh, if this isn't what you do, if you're not a metalhead, there's only so much you're going to gather from this. Um, good album, but yeah, three times through is enough for me at this point. Um, let's switch gears, look at Abbey Road. Um, our number one overall seed clearly is starting to wear on some of us. Um, Emma, tell us what you thought. Yeah, it was starting to wear on me last time a little bit, and I think I also just wasn't in a great mood when I was listening to it for some reason. I don't know why, but um, I just, I really, really cannot stand the latter half, most of the latter half of this album. I'm just, I'm tired of it. It was okay the first time, you know, the first time it was just like, oh, you know, okay, there were bound to be some duds on here, because there always are on you know, even the best of albums have a few songs that aren't as good. Um, but you add that phenomenon of just, you know, duds to 
the fact of how weird the Beatles can get when they want to and how shitty that can get. Um, by, the, by the second time, I was like, okay, you know, this, this isn't cute anymore. This is not cute. This, there's nothing good about this. And by this time, I'm just like, just, just, just stop. Okay, like, and, you know, yeah, I still do love a lot of the tracks on here. You know, Come Together is great. Something is great. I've said this a million times before now. Oh, Darling, and Octopus is Garden, and Here Comes the Sun. All very good. Um, Golden Slumbers and Carry That Weight in the End are good. Her Majesty should be somewhere else. I, I know it's, you know, oh, yeah, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Goodbye now, which is, it has its place in the canon. It's fine. It's funny. It's just kind of, you know, I, I still, I don't think that quite about justifies it in the end. I still think that it kind of blights the end of this a little bit. So, yeah, you know, it, it is a good album. No one can deny it's a good album. I'm just, I'm just getting really tired of the back half of it, um, other than, you know, the, the ending of it. Mm-hmm. That being Golden Thumbers to the end. Um, but yeah, it's just every time I listen to it, I get more and more burnt out and less and less impressed because I just really wish there wasn't such. And, it, and it's very front loaded. Um, or it's, I guess, okay, that, that's not entirely true. It's pretty front loaded and then it's kind of back loaded as well. It's another shit sandwich. Um, but, yeah, I just really wish it wasn't set up in this way, I guess, where you have good song, good song, good after good after good, and then just, you know, the insane ramblings of Paul McCartney's inner brain. <laughs> and Leonard, for that matter. I was um, going to say, the weird shit's more John on this one. Um, yeah, well, just, just them together plus acid or whatever the hell they were doing and it's just it's just weird um they had some good songs that came from that like period in their lives these are not these are not their good wacky songs i don't think for the most part i'm not i don't this is not the wacky beatles that i enjoy that's more like i'm the walrus mm-hmm. um so yeah you know i can't like obviously i can't i don't want to say like oh i objectively hate this album because i don't there's a lot of really good stuff that i dearly love on this album I just am feeling more like it's overrated every time I hear it because of everything else that's on there so that's, that's all I got for it and you know ideally an album that's so well loved would uh, demonstrate over multiple listens that where that love comes from and clearly yeah, not that, just yeah. make me more and more annoyed right uh, Leanne what'd you think of Abbey Road um, a lot like Emma, I'm getting kind of warm with some of the stuff. Like, the hits on this, and the really well-known songs, like, Come Together, Octopus's Garden, and, um, oh, Lord, lost my list, and... Here Comes the Sun. Here Comes the Sun, yeah, are great, but there is a lot of fluff in this. So, I do really enjoy Maxwell Silver Hammer. It's probably one of my favorite new songs I've heard from this whole bracket. Mm. Um, Come Together is a classic song, very good, overplayed, but for good reason. Something is 
good song, not overly memorable. Matches Over Hammer, as I said, is my, one of my new favorites. Oh Darling um, has a really cool um, tempo change in it. Octopus's Garden is strange, but in a good way, unlike some of the other tracks on this album. I Want You is sort of one of those songs that I could have cut out. It's very repetitive, and it just seems like it was just there to take up a track slot. Uh, Here Comes the Sun is a classic hippie song, very pretty, and it's just that it's good well for three listens through. Uh, because um, this isn't really that memorable for me personally. I don't remember much from that song. Uh, you Never Gave Me Your Money is sort of where the decline starts to happen. Sun King is not memorable. I like how relaxing the intro is, but the whole overall song loses that after the intro. Me and Mr. Muster just felt like a rip-off of Eleanor Rigby. Um, Polythene Pam, um, were very overly accented. You can very much hear the, um, Liverpool accent in that song, which I find amusing. Um, she came through the bathroom window, had a clean transition, transition from Polythene Pam, but that's the only thing I remember. Carry that weight. It reminded me of, like, something in the way she moved, which is already on this track, so it makes sense that it sounds similar. And the end should have been the end of the album, because Her Majesty just, it breaks the spell that was cast with this album. It should have been somewhere else in this track instead of being tagged on after the end, because the end, it's the end. It should have been the actual end of it. Yep. Yep, fair enough. Um, thoughts all together? Uh, good song, but there's a lot of fluff and filler in it. Good album, I should say. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, let's see. I uh, So I listened to Abbey Road this morning, like I said, kind of similarly to Paranoid in a... In a uh, in that state of semi-consciousness in which one occupies on a Sunday morning when they have nowhere to be for a couple hours. Um, and one could also argue that at least on side two of this album, a state of semi-consciousness is also where the Beatles likely were at the time of the, <laughs> the recording, although I would presume for dramatically different reasons. Um... You know, it's evident um, through the, particularly the deep cuts of all the late Beatles stuff, Sgt. Pepper's, this album, the White Album, it's evident on all of them that these guys are just bombed off their ass the whole time. Um, but, you know, history has shown us that being bombed off your ass can produce some good music from time to time. It can also produce some terrible drivel. Um... So, you know, listening through this album here, you know, you got Come Together, which is excellent. Um, I, I hear people say this song, each verse of this song, is about a different member of the band. Um, I can understand that, but I don't really care. It's just a good song. It didn't really, you know, that ain't the point. Um, something, again, George Harrison has always has great stuff. Uh that's one of my favorite songs of his. Uh, Maxwell's Silver Hammer is delightfully terrible. Um, 
not musically terrible, but, you know, um, terrible in terms of content. Um, like a Tarantino movie. Sure. Yeah. That's a, that's a weird, <laughs> weird analogy to make, but yeah, sure. Um, now I, now I'm imagining like Maxwell's silver hammer playing in the background of uh, a Tarantino movie. With like Sam L. Jackson walking down. No, no, no. You gotta, you gotta go with me on this. <laughs> Sam L. Jackson's walking down the street with a great big Ruger pistol in his hand, getting ready to pop a cap in a fool. And Maxwell Silver Hammer is playing in the background. <laughs> he would too. Oh yeah. See, I'm, I'm kind of picturing I... Sam Jackson as he was in Pulp Fiction, but you know, nevertheless. <laughs> um. <laughs> now I now I love this song. Um, uh, oh Darling is really good. Um, it's one of the, you know, I, I've found figured this out throughout listening to a lot of Beatles lately for this bracket that, uh, you know, I've always felt and I still feel that if, you know, people ask you who's your favorite Beatle, I've always felt and I still feel that in terms of the Beatle I would most like to hang out with, the one I think I would most get along with, it's always been and still is Paul McCartney. But musically, in terms of his artistry, this bracket has really made me get really sick of Paul McCartney. Like, <laughs> John and George write good stuff. Both of them were pretentious assholes, Lennon in particular. But musically i dig them a little bit more and and ringo's music just has a certain charm to it i think i think i could get along with ringo but you know he's in, in any case um this is one of the better mccartney songs on any of these three albums that we've got um then uh octopus's garden like i said ringo has his charm it is evident here um now, Leanne, you kind of dug into I Want You, She's So Heavy a little bit. Um, I really like this song. Um, yes, it's repetitive, but the words are not really the point. Um, it's it's more the uh, kind of dark jam that, that Lennon is going on here. Um, and the the lyrics to me are just there to prevent it from being an instrumental and the kind of structured around something. Uh, because if it was an instrumental, it'd get lost in the shuffle pretty easily. That's my take anyway. I could see that. That's my take. And I still love the way this song ends. Straight cut. It just ends. Spontaneously. It's wonderful. I love it. Um, and, you know, say what you will about Her Majesty, but they straight cut the end of that, too, on, on side two of the record. Um, so that's a very neat state of uniformity that exists there. Um, Here Comes the Sun is pretty. A little bit, like, tired, a little bit overplayed, but it's a pretty song. Um, Because is, like, the one or maybe two songs on this album that I have no romance for. I have nothing good to say about it. Um, I guess the one thing I could say about it that's not awful is that 
Yes, the harmonies here are good, and yes, that's clearly the point of the song, but to me, that does not, you know, do it for the whole song. And the words are just stupid. Like, I get that you have good harmonies between the three of you. You're fucking better after having been together this long. So, I don't understand why it's necessary to create this song, this aimless, meandering thing, to showcase those harmonies. Particularly, some of the, the words just bug me. Like, because the world is round, it blows my mind. Yeah, no, the entire thing is fucking dumb. Are you bastards flat earthers? Is that what you've been trying to tell <laughs> us all these years? Because, you know, I'm not... A... You know Ringo's the flat earther. Oh, no, Ringo's not a flat earther. I, I, I think George Harrison might be. Uh, if any Beatle is a flat earther, it's George Harrison. Mm, debatable. Him or Lennon, you know. Um, I don't know. I digress. But clearly on this song, they are all stupid, psychedelic, flat earthers with good harmony. Um, and then the rest of this album, you guys have been tearing up a little bit. So um, you never give me your money. I, I know you guys have kind of kind of attacked this and Emma in particular um, I don't know I don't see the problem with it I, I like this song um, I I realize that it's kind of got the same opening progression as Golden Slumbers and that song is like your baby so I can see why you're maybe gonna tear apart what you see to be its inferior redheaded cousin but um, <laughs> like it's, it's really not that it's, it's more the fact that yeah it's better than because and it's better than sun king but it's still so far below what's great on this album that it's just it just kind of gets lost in the mix of it, it can't bring itself back up it's surrounded by so much crap that it just blends into it i think okay um i if, yeah i like it um now sun king no no huh uh uh miss me keep it sucks um, psychedelic nonsense that is of little merit. That being said, I don't have as much to say negatively about the rest of this as you guys do. Because, you know, I guess the way most people kind of interpret this album is that everything from You Never Give Me Your Money on is a medley but I, a lot of people kind of break it off at Golden Slumbers and put everything before that as its own medley and then golden slumbers sort of as from that point on as another medley. Um, and that's how I choose to look at it. But yeah, sun King's bad. Um, it's nonsense. It's not interesting to listen to. It kills the, the goodwill that the previous song had gathered for me. Um, you might as well just put sun King and because together and get the, the BS out of the way. Um, but yeah, from there on, it's fine. Uh, Mean Mr. Mustard has uh, got a good little groove to it and just kind of bounces along. And then Polythene Pam actually rocks. You know, there's, it's, yeah, it's weird, but I like the the use of the guitar and the riffs and, uh, and Lennon's vocals are high energy here. Um, and then Paul breaks in with, she came in through the bathroom window, which is, Again, you know, whatever, stupid, but um, 
fun. Um, the little interlude part about uh, didn't anybody tell me or whatever it is, that's fun, that's good. Um, you know, these songs aren't great by any means, but for one, they're a package. If you listen to any of these by themselves, they suck, but they're a package. And for two, yeah, they're decent. You know, you, you see that these guys are good musicians through all the crap. That's that's how I see it. Um, and then the, the last part, Golden Slumbers, Carry That Weight, The End, will always be a unit to me, and it's a very pretty unit, um, and it builds up to the end, which is two minutes of very, very solid rock and roll. Um, each member of the band stands out, but they're also just tight as hell as a band here. Um, very good. And yeah, Her Majesty, whatever. It's amazing how much... Her Majesty is what, 25 seconds long or something? 26. Okay, and how much time have we spent arguing about it? <laughs> Consider for a moment the amount of time on this podcast we have spent bitching about and arguing about 25 seconds of music. Um, it's fine. It's whatever. There are arguments on both sides. I'm not interested in either of them. So, yeah, there's Abbey Road. Um I, you know, I, parts of this I am getting tired of, but a lot of it's really good. And I tell you one thing, it, the songs off of this that are stuck in my head are not the hits. Um, I have, she came in through the bathroom window and polythene Pam stuck in my head and, and I want you, I guess, um, rather than all the other ones that I've heard a million times. Um, yeah, there we go. Um, Let's vote, y'all. Um, I'm intrigued. Emma? Um, it's got to be Abbey Road for me because in pure, in terms of purely the song content, it has more on it that I like. Um, I just, I, I don't remember what it's going to be. Well, I guess we don't even know what it's going to be up against next time. But I really am just starting to get the urge because it's, it's our number one overall seed. And I really do. There's a there's a part of me who sees this album as a sentient being, and I want to tell that sentient being, yeah, you got voted for by everybody. You're a big shot. You're our top seed. Fuck you. Just because you're so prestigious and so well loved doesn't mean you get away with having a bunch of crap in the middle of you. Um, that's what I'd like to tell Happy Road, but I'm also gonna vote for it here because. Yeah, it, it still has stuff on it that is very, very, very good. I don't, I don't want to take away from that that it has some beautiful, beautiful, great Beatles songs on it. Whereas Paranoid, I'm just, it, it just doesn't do it for me. Fair enough, uh, Leanne. Uh, I'm gonna have to say Abbey Road. Wow. I I'm do love Ozzy. Yeah, I'm surprised. I do love Ozzy and Black Sabbath, but I feel like Abbey Road was such a turning point in music, mm -hmm. and it's legendary for a reason, because it has such amazing songs on it, despite some of the rubbish that goes along with it, that I think it's a stronger album despite its faults. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think the same. Uh, I, I will say, like, in the defense of Paranoid, uh, it, it's a good album. 
There's, it's not bad. I just, I don't quite understand how Paranoid got this far in the bracket. It inexplicably beat The Stranger and then managed to draw a good hand and get by Aretha Franklin, an album. That album is not bad by any means, but just uh, indistinctive. Everything kind of feels like one thing. Um, so... Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's... This is one of... Paranoid is one of two, possibly three albums that have made it to the Sweet 16 that probably shouldn't have. And it just pisses me off that stuff like The Stranger and Hotel California and The Wall got cut and Paranoid got this far. Um, but yeah, uh, it shall no longer. Um, Abbey Road is very good. Like, I know you guys are griping about it. I do have my gripes about it, but it is just very solid. And yeah, there's a couple of weird ass songs on here, but it's, it's late sixties Beatles. It is what it is. Um, Abbey Road over Paranoid. It's not even close. Um, it wasn't close for us either. That's a 3-0 vote for Abbey Road over Paranoid. So Abbey Road is the first album to make the Elite Eight, which means it is two wins away from the finals. Um, one of the albums uh, that it will face off, the, the uh, opponent for Abbey Road in the Elite Eight, we don't yet know what it is, but we do know it's the Rolling Stones because tomorrow's matchup to determine Abbey Road's opponent Pitt's Let It Bleed from 1969 against Sticky Fingers from 1971, arguably the two crown jewels of the Rolling Stones catalog. Um, so, Leanne, as much as you won't like it, you are now forced to vote for a Stones album. Ha 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 ha. Yippee. <laughs> ah, anyway, that's fun. That's fun, ain't it? That makes me smile. Anyway, uh, that's it for us. Apparently for us as a couple as well. Um, thanks for <laughs> checking us out today. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, Stones versus Stones. Rock on, my friends. <laughs>